Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Allianz. Supporting all 32 counties through the Allianz Leagues. A grain of rice, a, a, a grain of rice, it's going to tip the scale. Just remember that, lad. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. We're missing what the show is. Then we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Morning, lads. Hello. Hello. How are we doing? How are you doing? Hello. Yes, it's a very interesting observation here on the 14th of June, straight away in studio. Belna Hinch, we're at it again, lads. It looks very <laughs> obvious. Do you know? Um, yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, what's, what is the story with the big shiner on the well, eye? It's kind of a, a gladiator scar, Dalo, from the, the infamous county intermediate hurling league in Tipperary the weekend. We were, we were back at it with against the Money Gall boys, and. Uh, Oh, this is this is one of those things you're marking the lead that's 15 or 16 years younger than you and you're trying to catch up to him and uh, you just you just don't get there in time so look an old battle scar from it and uh, I think we're kind of like uh, we're kind of like Claire we're starting to leave Corrigan Park we're a work in progress by the hinge <laughs> and uh, to be honest <laughs> the most of the boys say the best thing about the match was was Adam Moneygall right beside Obama Plaza so we all got a right feeling so uh, <laughs> <laughs> You don't be long forget about a county league loss after a chicken Philip burger meal and a muffin and ice cream appeared in front of us. Yeah, so and is, is there, is there, great to have a back there, isn't it? Is there any of the eight pubs in Ballinahinch open outdoor? No, no, we've no outdoor facilities as of yet. So look, we're, I told I told you already, so we're saving the money to go down to Murphy Browns for uh, that's a. That's your coco, boy. That's your coco. <laughs> and come here while we're on it. Like you didn't get any too old, too slow, like off any of the money gone. <laughs> no, no, no comments like that. I'm going back into the centre back position now. I'm like Tom Brady. I just sit in the pocket and tell the few young lads around me to to map their vein and cover the space. That's all I'm doing now, Dale. Happy to do it too. So there's, there's going to be no 2-4 to come into the end of it, like, uh, from centre-back. You wouldn't know it, Joe. With the game is gone, are you operating, attacking half-back styles? Like, can you abandon ship and go forward? Uh, if, I, if, I, if I score 2-4, we're going to be in serious, serious trouble. We have to hope I can score 2-4 now, yeah. No, happy Just, enough now to be there and pull, pull the two strings there, Dale. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And that's something like, lads, the county leagues were back in Hurling and Clare the weekend. And I know our own lads were over in Whitegate, which is probably one of the longest trips and... and Conceded the last four pints to lose by a pint, um, but yeah, I think a, a great crowd travelled over from Clarecastle. I know there's restrictions now, but uh, in general, the pitch in Whitegate you could be up on the bank outside yeah. the wire and looking in. But like that, that the sun buzz. We were just talking, Shane, before we started recording. Your mum and dad, like new lease of life, getting yeah, together. I suppose, yeah, I suppose my my mother and father have, have, four, have four sons on the team, and they'd have. Uh, three or four nephews as well and my mother's brother is, is over the team so we're a real kind of a family affair but look I suppose I said to you beforehand like everybody was in kind of good form mother, father, vaccine now but geez, they were they were in great form after the match there at the weekend and I'm sure 
TJ and Mark, I'm sure you've probably seen it as well, like that even, you know, a few of the, the older crew, like, you know, the, the, the real stalwarts at the club, we hadn't seen them in months, like, yeah. and they were out with the match. And, it was, like, you know, we didn't. We went to some match afterwards, as we said, like, but I mean, it was great to see them all out. And I tell you, they, they gave them all a massive lift and they were all in great form after the match. And it's unreal, that's what it means, I suppose, where we always we might give out about it, which is just to see all the older crew from all the clubs around the country, I'm sure, and even driving to the match there, Listen to the matches on the radio, meeting cars coming against you, seeing people outside the pubs and seeing the few people at the match. Jeez, I, I tell you, I think everyone, everyone's in better form um, this week because of that. Anyway, you know. no, no doubt about it. And, and Mark, I saw one quick headline in the Examiner this morning that the, the Glen get revenge on Black Rock. Rock and and I, I always hate that whole thing when it's the first round of the league. The, the previous year's county <laughs> final is about 400 know, times more important. <laughs> but obviously, a big, although Cock Clane and everything, and teams have to play without their county stars, but like obviously co- county league back up and running the clock as well. Yeah, there was a good few games played over the weekend now, and there was a good few good few people at the games and stuff like that, and people were being sensible on the banks and stuff like that, like they were keeping separated and stuff like that. Now I know there was talks of face masks and stuff like that, like but the chairman in the club was the only person I saw wearing a face mask. I suppose he has to be seen to be doing the right thing. So. Um, <laughs> You know yourself, but I, I, I saw fellas from the other clubs locally. We we're, were playing Father O'Neill's in one of the games in our championship, and they'd only beat three or four miles on the road. So I saw a couple of their legs. We're up watching the match as well, so that'll tell you that their fellas are busting to get out for a game. And then mm-hmm. I yeah. suppose uh, we played Saturday night against Douglas, and we'd have we'd good, I suppose, for about 40 45 minutes. And we'd have fellas got a red card, then kind of uncharacteristically, the same fellow who never got a red card in his life, but. Midlife yeah. crisis. He's, he's building a house at the moment. <laughs> and getting married as well. As he wants out. He wants out. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are the obvious here. signs under the red card. Yeah, and, and come here, Marco. You're, you're young lads now. Have, has there been any games yet? or? Well, that, do you know what, I'm actually exhausted because uh, Saturday oh. morning, the first hole of matches... 10 o'clock, we played against Tracton, so we'd under 8s, under 9s, and under 10s in the field, uh, followed by an under 14 Kabogie match played after. So there was Brilliant. massive, uh, massive crowds. And being the day that it was, we were exhausted, and of course, we we're not used to the sun. This Martha came home and he was roasted around the neck, now in the arms, and stuff like that. Then we'd go and turn a bit of hay in the afternoon, and then Sunday, headed off to play under 8 soccer outside in Kilwork, another two hours out in the sunshine. So, do, you win the so- do you win the soccer? Wonder Holland and Wonder Soccer, and then to treat this marvellous, we went to see Peter Rabbit in the cinema in the afternoon on Sunday. And like I said to Jackie, like we all went to five of us. I said we must be the only crowd that's under the beach today because there was only two families in the whole cinema. But uh, they were they were they were mad anxious to get to see Peter Rabbit. So I, I guess we sat down and enjoyed. We had a couple of cones and in the way home. So, but I was exhausted from the sun. Just wouldn't be used to it. Like, but matches now, matches are coming out quick, ticking, ticking fast. Oh, 100%, yeah, and like, uh, I think with a bit of easing and restrictions, I know we've seen a lot about stuff on, on Sky News and everything else, um, but it's it's just fantastic. I think the underage for me as well is the, is the big thing, and I'm wondering there, the underage academy in uh, South Limerick, is that is that back playing games and stuff, TJ? It is, Dillo, and I'm, I'm involved with under 15s, and I was going to say, I'm going to touch on an old... Uh, Job of yours, I was believe it or not, back to where it all started yesterday. My own young fellow was at a county under 14 trial. Oh. So, Brownie is looking after the show there. Uh, we were in St. Indus yesterday. He had a heap of young fellas from the south and the east, uh, running a good ship. 
uh, Evan Lofton's manager under 14. So back there yesterday, I was there for two hours yesterday morning in the series. But brilliant, 60 plus young fellas there, all well able to hurl. So yeah, the uh, the academy in Limerick is rocking and rolling. But to go to guys' plan, I got I got I don't want you keep me off there. But uh, one of the things I got on Saturday, Dale, was uh, WhatsApp from a fellow down the road. And the chance of a ticket for the match tonight. We were playing Glen Rue, and this hundred people rule was apparently in place right now. To a lot of clubs up and down the country, there'd be a bit of leeway, right? But anybody that knows the great Pat Doyle, we had Pat Doyle in the gate. Uh, in, in guys <laughs> I do. So getting, getting those extra few people in there, but yeah, brilliant, brilliant had he, weekend. Had he, had he the hanky on the head? He did, he did, he did. <laughs> it, was the weather, it was the weather for it. But uh, no, good start, and you could clearly see. Um, there was a spring in the club hurlers step. Brilliant weekend for us and everyone mad for road. And it probably got me talking there. Remember Brian Hogan mentioned there before about that if you uniform that up and down all the counties, now it might be difficult with different number of clubs in different places, but to have every county playing all county league matches on the same night, it's a good idea. There's something yeah. in there for the GEA to look at in time, but definitely. And I know that the lads at home, I think they have is it six Saturday nights in a row now, I think they have a hurling league game. And that's yeah. just brilliant. Like if you're a club hurler, to have six games coming, yeah. all planned, no need for those challenge games. I, I just think yeah. it's the way forward. Oh, yeah. 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 And every second, like with obviously the football and Clare and Lafla do, like, you know, at least, you know, like you the hurling game this weekend, you're going to have a county league game again, you know, Saturday night week, football next weekend and Lafla and we playing both. So it's, it's real good time. And like the weather as well as, you know, just... You know, you've no excuses. Well, I, I, if, if the COVID was a, a tough factor on you, all right, I, I presume you had a co- few COVID lads uh, with the, the COVID half stone, Shane, would you? Yeah, we have a few lads who enjoyed lockdown, yeah. Without like naming that. names, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, I mean, there was, there was, there was a lot of dirty diesel, I think, in the tanks for a lot of club lads this weekend because uh, no matter how many <laughs> 5Ks or 10Ks you had done or, or you said you had done anyway, like, you just can't beat match fitness lads and you just, like, it's so different, you know. You, we had young lads there to be running five k's in seventeen or eighteen minutes, something crazy. Like I heard, you hardly even drive it in, in yourself that time. We would, we would do the water breaks. Yeah. I'm off for the water breaks. If you get boring, I take them. But, oh, jeez, yeah. I mean, like you can't talk about the match fitness thing. You know, running up the field, a lad hitting you and don't, and trying to get back into position, tearing around the place, you know, and. Uh, Oh yeah, Jamie. Look, I think I think there was a lot of dirty diesel in the tanks, as I said this weekend. But I think as as no more so on the inter-county thing, lads. Only that it's not getting the same coverage. There was loads of mistakes made on both sides, which are you'll find now maybe four or five weeks time. You you'll see a really good standard, um, especially with the top clubs, like you know, and with the, like the, hasn't the ground changed something unreal lads, in the last yeah. two weeks rock. even uh, training okay. there. This is rock hard, you know, lads who were stalwarts for stick for the six studs, no matter what the weather was. I'd say they even nearly. <laughs> had to go into sports direct over the weekend and buy a cheap old pair of Maldives or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know, do, do, do you know what I'm saying? Is the, the, the club pitches are in some order, Dello. Like, when you oh, drive really? the road, you see, them, you see the green pitch. Like, and I know I'm speaking from our own place at home and to give Jerry Kyo a plug, he's doing some job. Jerry, Jerry is covered as well, no lads, just Jerry's for today. Well, like, everywhere. <laughs> it, it, makes a, it makes a big difference because as you see, and the club games weekend, facilities, top of the range, ball flying, smell of fresh grass, as Shane said there, you'll be mad for Roger. Oh, yeah. That's definitely. a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. And Shane, just a quickie there, but we won't, we won't talk about it too much. But you know the way all the talk about too many scores, 
Kelly getting well, 118, TJ, yeah. Ryan getting 21. <laughs> no, not you. In a season. <laughs> in, a se- in a season, they are getting, you know, whatever, 21 points. And you're like, is the Slitter, Shane, anyone? Because uh, the few pucks, me and the two boys now hit with the Slitter. Do, do you see a difference in your time? Like, obviously, you're coming near the, the twilight of the career. Um, but you, do you know there's a big difference? Um, I I probably don't like myself. Um, like I suppose if you go back to the like when was the last big real big controversy? I suppose maybe it was the middle of the nineties, was it lads in the three when the ball was bouncing over lads' heads? Oh, yeah. Like I just think you have so many you have so many different types, different companies making the slitters now that they, they that they are different. Like you mean the slitter lads is totally different to like an you know, own Kelly. It's totally different to you know all of the different all the other slitters are there with the smaller rim. And like you know yourselves, like the, the balls with the smaller rim, you probably get a better strike in them. But I find that you, that they would actually deviate a bit more if there was a breeze or something like that. The ones with the smaller rims, you don't know really know where you want to get what you want to get out of them. Like. Whereas with the O'Neill's ones, while while there's a bigger rim, if if you strike through the ball and if you, if you catch the ball nice, it won't really deviate too much. I, I would always look at Kelly, like you know, taking the freeze that he'd always say. Regardless of the weather, like if, if he got a clean strike on it, it wouldn't move left or right too much. <clears throat> and I think you get that from kind of the slitters with the, with the bigger rims. But I, I think the slitters, a lot of ones nowadays, the smaller rims, um, the, the, the ball does it does move a bit more with the wind. But I suppose like, you know, let's call a spade a spade. Our, our lads striking are more now better. They are like, but for, for me, a lot of that comes down to the hurlies, lads. I mean, I got a few hurlies there the other day. I'm kind of going to the stage in my life where I order them off the internet and whatever comes, comes, and I put no grip on it and we'll hurl away with it. But I mean, your your boss now, your standard boss now, lads, is what I'd be wrong in saying to be nearly like a goalkeeper's boss for ye uh, in, yeah. your, in your heydays. And I think that's a factor too. Like, I mean, the hurlies are much better quality now um, because you've more lads making them. And also, they're turning them out more because of the facilities they have. I mean, the yeah. stuff they have to make them hurlies. So, it, like, it, do I see much of a change of flitter? I probably don't, Dale, to be honest. But I, I do see a change in the hurlies. And I think the hurlies nowadays, there's, they're, they're, their boss is bigger. You have a better strike, a better chance of hitting that sweet spot. Then what he would, like, you know, I even see, um, you know, some of the hurlies, like the lads there, he was in the mid-90s, and you'll be looking yeah. at the boss going, yes, lads, how did you, I, I mean, fair play to you, lads. How did you control the ball at all? You must have had some we, punch. We just had more skill. We just had more yeah, skill. That's but <laughs> What size hurley do you use now, Shane? Because that's the other thing, smaller or smaller. Yeah. Like an awful lot of our team war- use 36s. I use a 35. I have a few pucks now, I have a 34. But uh, fellas have come down the sizes, haven't they? Yeah, I tell you, I, I, it's a guess now, because I, I used a 34 for a long time, and then we were kind of had a bit of success, and we were getting to meet Kilkenny boys in the finals all the time. And, you know, we're looking at, at the throwing, and you'd be looking down at, you know, a size 36, 37 hurley. Like, I, because I remember throwing there for one of the All-Irelands and Finley was beside me and I looked down lads and he had a hurley now and he tell you this himself you wouldn't use it to bait cattle it was the worst looking yoke I ever seen in my life but he just had it for the throwing and but I was looking at their hurleys like size 36, 37 I was like why do you want to have any chance to try and compete with a Michael Finley here I need to walk an inch so I actually went up to a 35 and I've, I've been a 35 now for the last 10 years but I, I know what you're saying and I listened to you even last that's brilliant there, like you know that the lads go now I see bubbles there now and even see like likes Cahill Barrett, you know, he, I think he mentioned he would call it their size 32, 33, and is it, is it just that they're so skillful now, the power they have as well, they probably don't need that bigger hurley, I, I would need the bigger hurley maybe to get the longer strike, but them lads are so powerful, they have the smaller hurley, 
And they also had the bigger boss too, a lot of them. So yeah, I, I, I actually went the other way there also. I went against the shed. I actually went up and I had the other I'm actually consoled to hear that somebody went up inside his mouth, huh? <laughs> I, think, I think Clarky was a 27 dollar. Clarky liked to be up over his waist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> up to his belly button, Clarky liked. But um but definitely like, definitely when we were when sorry TJ, when we were young, we all used longer holidays. Like I must say as I got older in life, I got the holidays got lighter and definitely got shorter. I finished up with a 35, having started with a 37, but I think a lot of the cornerbacks now uh, into, in the modern game, uh, their job is really being up alongside their men and probably holding them with one hand and going man to man and just touching the Flick ball it. away, like you know. And mm. there's much just thing as long strike from the full back line. Now you don't have to hit it a hundred yards out of the back line. Hit it yeah. 30 yards to the fill in front of you. And if you hit it long clearance and you get it gets intercepted or you don't win it on the other side, the video analyst on Tuesday night will be pointing you out and say, what you hit it long for? You're not supposed to be hitting it long. So I don't think there's a requirement for the cornerbacks certainly to have a big holidays these days. Yeah, TJ, the old, the old statement that we would have grown up with and, and, and probably used ourselves in our coaching, like, that wouldn't apply with what Shane is saying about the bubbles and the Carl Barrett's. Shorten it up is gone. Like, you can't be shortening yeah. up at, at 32 inch. Like, no, you can't. The only thing I will say, Delos, I think we're in danger of taking technique and actual skill for granted. Like what Joe is doing there with sidelines and let's say Ozzy and them, like, right? Like that's just unbelievable stuff. And to go back to what I was saying, even yesterday about the under 14 county trials, right? Every club around the country now, the coaching is better, the techniques are better, the striking left and right are better because they're all being taught better from day one. And the quality of club action right throughout the grades is way better. So we're probably blaming the ball, like, I think Dowling had a message there. I saw uh, on social media during the week about Shiny McMahon, Dello, in the 90s. Mm. Like he was striking freeze from his own 65, not a batter. That, right. that didn't seem to matter. Because, and like, I, I, if anybody ever remembers Shiny taking freeze, I don't think Shiny ever forced a free. It was just pure natural technique that he just, he got the swing, follow through, yeah. and he got the distance every single time. So yeah. we're probably in danger of taking the high skill levels for granted. Like, literally, now in the upcoming championship. If a free taker misses more than one free in a game, well, then we're probably questioning should he be taking the freeze? That's the level we're down to know at intercounty level. Yeah, that is, that is like we, oh, I, I use it too much myself as a phrase, like, you know, if I was doing a core commentary, right, you know, that I, for me now, and I don't mean to be critical, he's one of the best players in the country, but for me, Lee Chin is not a dead eye dick. Like, in terms of a uh, Kenning, a Reed, a Hoggy, uh, a Jason Ford, a, a Tony Kelly now, a Galan. I, I've left out a couple of brilliant ones, even a fella like Evan Nyland, the way he was at to step up when Joe wasn't there. Um, and for me, Lee Chin is not just, and again, I watched him on Saturday and he just missed a couple that you're saying, that could really hurt you later on in the year, but they haven't really experimented with anyone else hitting them. So it's maybe too critical, but that's the way it's gone, TJ. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's just, and it's that Joe Kenning steps up to a sideline now somewhere close to the 65-yard line, your mind automatically tells you, this is on. Whereas before, go back 15, 20 years ago, you'd say, like, sure, that was just not even thought about, right? And Ozzy is the same. And like most, most inter-county teams have a really, really good line ball taker. I've seen Matt Coleman take him there now. And I think Ronan Maher. Ronan Maher. has taken side line balls in the mm-hmm. cornerback position. And it's just the very same as hitting a free in early. Yeah, yeah, so look... Um, Great, great, nice plug there for Uncle Kelly as well. Vitally important to be one of the best free takers ever 
and go wade in and design a ball that will sell <laughs> all over the world that suited your free taking style. I think we'd have to hand it to the great Mullinahan man, one of our own as well. Some men, boy, dead on fella. Yeah, you know, look at what a gas man, you know, and um, yeah, it's great. Uh, look, lads, uh, it's fantastic uh, just for all the volunteers out there and the people who are, you know, doing the COVID checks, doing the, you know, all that work that goes on in the background, making sure everything is, is 100% well done, like, and just down to you as well, laugh on, and the organisation guys in the clubs who probably don't get the limelight or maybe the big highs and lows of being the team manager, but are there and are reliable and, and are really the reason we're back really on schedule as well and that. So as the league, the league is over, um, I'm thinking of shaving myself shortly because the championship is on the on the horizon. But look, we good round of games again yesterday, lads, and we have league winners, but there is a good chance we might have a league final as well. We can talk about that, but Good weekend again, I suppose. Um, we start on Lee side, I suppose. A beautiful day down there, Mark. I heard it was absolutely 26 or 7 degrees down pitch side. I even heard someone saying that, that Mark Coleman commented, I think, to some reporter afterwards that it was one of the hottest days he ever heard. Like, you know, and that will tell you yeah. Um, yeah. the pace now and the fitness levels. And then you get a shock, of course, because we didn't get a day really like yesterday yet in the year. We hadn't really a day like that up here now, I have to say. It was, it was dull and it was warm, but... Um, Funny, I'll want to finish up for Cork. I suppose we're going really well for a lot of the game, Mark. But then, Galway, yeah. who, who, let's face it, have become a bit of a juggernaut now, following on from last year uh, yeah. in this league. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. funny yeah. one going into two, so, three weeks. Uh, I suppose, look, the, number one, yeah, it was a scorching day, absolutely unreal. And we're, we're living here on the, the back road from Magili to Killa, and it's a kind of a secondary road to the beach in Yard or Pilmore. So, from Half past 10 yesterday morning till 1 o'clock, there was a constant flow of cars all going towards the beach, which is great. And you know, great to see it. But um, the pitch, I'd say the pitch was fantastic as well in Parky Cueve. And just to, just to reiterate the work that has been done, um, it absolutely is brilliant now. And you saw that with Hoggy for the first couple of balls that went in yesterday, running out with one hand and flicking them into his hand. But I suppose... In the overall context of the game itself, Anthony, we hurled well for the first half and we were two goals up at half time and scored Hoggy scored a free after half time to put a seven up. But from then on, there was constant slippage, I suppose. And this was a disappointing thing is that there was no one really stood up and realized that the game was starting to drift away from us. And, um, you know, you could you, it was a slow death, I suppose. You could see it crumpling in front of you. And you couldn't do anything to stem it. Um, now the question is really like, was it down to changes that were made? Were the players tired? Uh, were they overloaded during the week? This is the big buzzword now in terms of their, their training load. I don't really think so. I, I think a bit of it has got to do with injuries. Like Hannity came off after kind of 45, 50 minutes. And even, even his presence, and he was only, I suppose he had a fair game is what I would say. He wasn't his brilliant self. But I think there's more get game time into him because he'd missed the last two league games. But he's a vital cog in the Coxina Cullen panel. And um, he brings a real physical edge to the forward line. And I thought I was missing in the last in the last 20 minutes of the game. But, but Matt, uh, just, 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 I know we, we know the way it panned out just Obviously, Galway is very strong. Yeah. I'll just talk to you, TJ, about that in a sec. But what are the positives and the negatives from the campaign, would you say? And I don't mean negatives, but well, maybe the no, question no, marks are still there. Okay. What's positives uh, like? Uh, no, some amount well, of goals. We, like. we, we, came, we came out of the traps in the first match against Waterford, right? Having, we'd say, a new 
panel of players, I would say, because there were five or six lads uh, were, were probably left go off the panel at the start of the year. So we got off on the front foot, right, against a very experienced Waterford team. And we were well, I was well in control and got a lot of goals in particular, right? Uh, that was really good. Went on to the tip game. i probably a bit disappointed. We should have got over the line against tip, particularly when we were two points up uh, late in the game. But a couple of the mistakes that happened late in the game to give away the game, the draw, started to mitigate, I thought, at that stage. And I think from being blinding in the first couple of games, we've now gone back into our shell again. Or maybe the opposition have copped on to what Cork are doing. They're playing this slow, short puck out, laying it from a full-back line to the half-back line. And unless then the shot is on into the forward line, they're not giving it. And if you give, like when we played, it was always get rid of the ball as fast as possible. There's no man going to run faster than the ball. Get it into the inside line. And I thought yesterday when we got it into the inside line, Patrick Horgan looked extremely dangerous and Jack O'Connor looked extremely dangerous. So like momentum has shifted, Anthony, from the first round of the league to the last round of the game, or sort of last round of the league, in comparison to where Clare are coming from right now poor start and had a magnificent finish. So now there's a lot of doubt and a lot of question marks. That is the biggest problem that Cork have at the moment. Uh, I suppose the second thing is, have they got a settled team? They don't. I, I could probably pick the 15 for you now, but could, you, could I tell That's you where they're going to be playing? Team. No, I, I, I could pick the 15 that'll be playing, but I couldn't tell you what position they'll be in. You know, because they're, they're, they're going to be all over the place, like Shane Kingston has been tried full forward, corner forward, centre forward, wing forward. I still don't know where he's going to be playing. The only thing I can tell you is that Hoggy will probably be, Hoggy will be full forward. That's about it, like. Yeah. I think, I think, so, we've won up to two players. Jack O'Connor will start, I would say, in the championship. I'd be shocked if he doesn't. Was and I think John Melrick, John Melrick has a real mm. good chance of playing against Limerick as well, I would say, mm. in the first round. They're the, they're the two things I think that stick out to me. Um, but, like I'd say there's a lot of concern, I would say, particularly with the puck out now. That is the biggest concern I think the cock will have. And whether three weeks is enough to get that right, that's very debatable, I'd say. Yeah, Shane, would you would you think they're 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 kinda hamstrung, if you like, with the puck outs that probably don't want to have ball win and half forwards, you know? Yeah. Naturally, like yeah. they'll have yeah, maybe, desperate yeah, speed. I think the, the, like maybe everyone's getting a bit frustrated from a hurling point of view what's going on at Torless that night. But I mean, if, if, if it's going to work for them and it's going to break down teams, you play to your strengths and Cork's strength is is their hurling, like you know, and, and their their ability to move the ball through the line. So if, if it works for them, like like I know even listening to you last week, guys, but the Limerick Cork match was absolutely was a joke. Like even you know even to be watching it to be at it is a waste of everyone's time, really. But so that that's not going to happen again, obviously. But I, I'd say if, if it is working for him, good. I, I, I like what, what, what your, your goalkeeper, I think, Mark, is, is really comfortable in the goals. He has a lot of experience. He learned he learned a lot while he was uh, the goalkeeper in waiting. I, I like that puck out you do where you, you suck everyone to one side and you, and you hit a guy in space. Um, Collins is really good at, at you know, bouncing just in front of the guy. My, um, my, my question, Mark, is like, I, I, I think you've been very good up front. Um, just, I went through your, your goals there for the last few years in the league. I, I don't always talk about it, but 2019, you scored four goals. 2020, you scored 11 goals. This year, you scored 18 goals. So I think that that's a massive plus for you that you are you have guys now to take on people and, and go for these goals. My my biggest worry for you, Mark, I suppose, not worry maybe or anything, but I, I just don't know who your number three is, and I, I feel it's I feel it's a big thing for you. 
Um, I think two of your main guys are hurting very well at the moment in back forward. Excuse me. Oh, I know, I know, I know. You might know who your number three is either, but like, I, I don't think we do. Robert Downey, would Robert Downey be a shout to put in because but I just Shane, don't but Shane, I, I look, Shane, I'd be straight with you, right? He played the first round. He first he played the first three league games last year at fullback, and he played extremely well. Owen Cadigan came back in for a game, and Downey was then moved wing back, and then he kind of stayed in that position because uh, Owen Cadigan had played well fullback. Damien Cahillan has played a good few of the games at fullback already this year. Owen Cadigan has come back in again this year and played fullback yesterday. Uh, so again, as I, I'm going to reiterate it. I kind of know what the players are going to be, but we just don't know where they're going to be. And you're right. And and has and and before the last two years, the fullback position was a problem. So they yeah. do need to settle on a fullback and let him and let the fullback, you know, I suppose let him there really more than anything. And I would have thought Robert Downey was the future because he's only 22 years of age. Um, like the concern for me yesterday was that Joseph Cooney played a good bit of full forward. And he looked like he had a lot of pace. And not to be disparaging, he, Joe Cooney hasn't got blinding pace like a, a Con Cannon or a, or a Conor Whelan. So, and like, Owen Cadigan didn't, he's a good player, but he didn't, slow, he, didn't hold a whole, he didn't hold a whole pile of ball yesterday, like, you know? Hmm. Is that teach? Well, he's that slow, he's that slow either. Yeah, I, I'd probably go along with what you're saying, Shane, about the defence. I, I, I actually don't know where I am with Cock right now. Um, I think... There's a touch of Lennigan's ball, definitely about their defence, no doubt about it. Um, the positives are they did score 18 goals, which is by far the most. Only two teams have hit double figures in the goals, as Galway and Cork. One of the other things I will say, Dale, about yesterday is they probably played the best team in the country yesterday. Like Galway, to I was me, going, I was going, I was going to, yeah, I was going to ask you, Mark. We'll trust that you'll find out who'll be full back for two weeks' time, a yeah. week out from the Limerick game, all that. TJ. They made a serious, serious team, a, a real team that's on the up and up, isn't it? Like, absolutely. And they're like a bit like a steam engine at the moment. The last couple of games, they might have been a little bit slow to get going. But by God, when they get going, they, look, they have an unbelievable was an array of attackers. Like, the like scores can come from like um, so many different players. They have a really, really strong squad. And you probably have to say that maybe last night, nearly of all the managers, would Shane O'Neill be the happiest of them all to say, I have everything that I want, like all my players, whether it is getting the best out of David Burke and Joe Canning now, given the age profile those guys are at, given the young fellas that have come in, as you said there about Evan Nyland even as a replacement three-taker, to me, he's got an awful lot of boxes ticked, as I said, even with yeah. Di Burke or McInerney. And like, they gifted Cork a goal just before halftime, and like that swing of six down to six up that's a big swing in a game. Yeah. There's a big turnaround. Yeah, they have like, yeah, you, you could say every one of the subs, especially in an attacking sense. Um, I know Darren Marcy went off injured. Uh, both in an attacking sense, if they want to bring on five in the championship, they're going to be five serious impact men. Where in awful counties, I wouldn't say, if from a clear point of view, we'd be able to say that. <laughs> we'd, we'd like to think and and the, the subs did well for Clare on Saturday, but would they, would can would we be able to bring on the absolute quality that they're going to? Because we're seeing an awful lot of fellas have played three games and four games, and Joe has even tugged out there yesterday. So we don't know what their attack will be like when they meet the winners of, of yeah. Dublin and Antrim. So yeah, there wouldn't be mixed, a bench there. He's mixed that wing forward uh, position nicely too with Adrian Tuohy and potentially a Sean Loftus in there at some stage. Yeah. 
where depending on the opposition and that middle third, what it's going to be like. So if he, if he needs to play with four shooters and two workhorses or six shooters, depending on the opposition, he seems to have got that balance pretty much right as well. Yeah. Tip or tip or flat chain. I watched it all. Uh, it started well. Started looking and looked yeah. like a long ball up to Shamey was the and feed off it and it did, and he did get his goal in the second half. But you couldn't say he was that influential. Um, yeah. But like they were blitzed by the pace of Watford. For me, just looking at now, look, you don't know where the heads are, obviously, because yeah. Liam Liam is probably one eye on maybe Watford be clear or whatever, and we might have to face him again. So he's looking at options and everything, and they've done well in the league overall. Tip were very mm-hmm. consistent. But just, would you worry a bit, from a water point of view as well, in the overall, they looked, even with Ozzy gone off, Prunty gone yeah. off, Shane Fives in, I picked up a knock, um, like they still, I mean, I think the return of Shane Bennett to mm. go in there with, with Hutchinson and Stephen, like, is giving a savage d- dynamic to that forward line, pace-wise. I think, I think what nobody wanted yesterday, in my opinion, there was... And especially a tip kind of team because we, we just maybe don't have the pace all over the field. You know, that's been totally honest and tip lads know that. Like, you know, you didn't want to play on a really hot day against a really fast team. And tip played on a really hot day yesterday against yeah. a really fast team. And I'll be honest, and I'd say the tip lads even understand this, 229-321, five points in it, I think. Tip are lucky, you know, oh. we didn't get hit by double figures yesterday because... If anyone that watched it, like if you, I, I know you watched the highlights, but if you watched it on Diego or whatever, I watched it. was like, you know, they really did. And, you know, if whatever it is about Waterford after the water breaks, they, they seem to come good. Like they just, they just tore into tip. Like, and I mean, at halftime was 213 to 212, and we were, we were hanging in there. And I think that's one of the big things you can take away from it, Dale, is that tip, tip have loads of experience on the, on the field, in that they're, they have so much experience that they're not panicking. And they, they hung into a game there yesterday and tipped away with a few points and a few scores because of the experience they have in the field. But I suppose the worrying thing for it is, like, say, after after half time, when I'd say the boys were a bit gassed now and everything, and Watford, Watford probably had the strongest panel I think they've had in, I think they've been a stronger panel last year. Why are they stronger than last year? Because they're way more experienced. And they now know Lee Cahill and they know Mikey Beavins and they know what's expected and they have a great culture in there. And they know that if I'm not starting, I will be a finisher. And I'm sure that language has been used in a lot of the top teams. We've heard Jim yeah. Gavin use the Dublin footballers. There's no subs anymore, like really. It's, it's starters and finishers. And even taking in the club there, like yesterday, you're allowed to bring on seven subs. Like, yeah. you know, so you can have 24 left one, 22 for one today. Like. So like that's that's for going back to water, like in the come out after the, the halftime and they outscore tip eight times to three. Could have been more like, you know, could have been more. And the worrying thing for tip, I suppose, is is the, the, the Bonner, looking at yesterday, lads, the Bonner thing is, is maybe a more of a factor now. Why is the Bonner thing more of a factor? We've known Nile Amara, Bill, as you call him, you know, he appendicitis there during the week and just came on all of a sudden. like, And we just, we didn't seem to have that real lad who's going to work really, really hard in the half forward line yesterday. So that's something that I'd say that Sheedy and the lads are going to look at that. Look, when, if we do face Watford or Clare again, you know, both similar type teams and the, the way they move the ball and the speed that both teams have, we're going to need someone to try and hold it up for a second up there and let the, let the lads at the back stay. I, I think at the back, we're not too bad. You know, I think yeah. if we had Barrett, Cody, Barry Heffernan, Shane Kendi, Brendan Rona, that would be my six championship backs. That's fairly solid. Yeah. I just think, who who are we going to put in to do to do the banner job in the half-hour? Like, that's something that they'll definitely think about over the next few weeks. And do, do you think, like Mark 
I said, like, he probably could name the 15, but position wise, do, do you think Liam has a fair handle on his 15? I mean, his third year, obviously, all Ireland in the bag in this, in this stretch. Never mind yeah. this one. Um, he, he's, I think like, you, you are probably saying Dan, Dan McCormack, Noel, you know, um, who else would be in that, that juncture there? Um, Shame he obviously got to run out, but look at John yeah, McGrath goes inside. Jason Ford. Ford. You know, he's, he seems to be coming back. Like, I, I think, like Mark was saying there, I think Liam knows he's top 20, I think. And what way is he going to line him out there? Like, as I said, the six backs, I think, will be close enough to those six backs. I think that won't be much of a secret, really, or anything. I think we don't know who our midfield is. Um, is, it, is, is it Alan Flynn? Is it, is it Mikey Breen? Will Dan McConnell go back there? Are you losing Dan from a half hour of being upgraded? I think I think he'll know, like, you know, three or four parts. The shame he's right, he played, J O L play. Um if Bubbles was right, Noel, Noel is flying at the moment, let's say. Noel's fine. Like last year killed Noel. Noel why did he kill Noel? Noel played football and hurled a lot more week in, week out for about fourteen or fifteen weeks before he played club championship. So he's really fresh this year in Giants Hurling. His brother John is coming into good form, was really good with him on this set. So, you know, forwards, I think we'll, 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 we'll let me have great talent up there. Like, we just need someone to really lead the way in the hooks, blocks, turnovers, so the rest of them can go on more lads. And I suppose yeah. that's that's the way it is at, at the moment. Well, I'd say a solid league, like, as well. Like, Mark, the report, I, yeah. I was delighted, Mark, on Saturday. Obviously, all clear people were delighted with the lads and, and the great result. And as you said, real momentum big, beginning to build. But then I, I sat down and watched Waterford and, and tipped live and watch the third Cork Galway. Um, like, Jesus, like, Watford, serious <laughs> options. Like, in there, like, yeah. you know, Liam, yeah, Liam well, it, has to be a nice place in his head. I know a couple of injuries are a worry, but there's a lot is, of options. That, that's, a, that's a major concern for him right now, Anthony, is that basically Prunty and Aston Gleeson, you're three and six more than likely in championship, both get injured. And you probably, and you've only a fortnight now, whereas most of the other teams have got three weeks in the first round. And the last thing you want is two of your star players sitting on the sideline or in the physio room and fellas wondering, are they going to be back or are they not going to be back? So that is a concern going into your game. Um, but then at the same time, you lost David McInerney as well, who has only played one match in the league, actually 30 minutes really is all he's played. So he, he's a bit of a last, but, you know, I would say that game now is taking on a fierce edge altogether because both teams are coming into it with massive momentum. The only thing I would say is that Waterford have bounced back from the game in Salt Hill the week previous where they hurled fierce well in the first half and then Galway got a hold of them and blew them away in the second half. But that was a massive result yesterday because Tipperary were going very well. But I, I've made this point to you that Watch Park is a graveyard. And I mean, whatever it is about it, that field suits Waterford. And if you go back a couple of years ago where the round-robin games... That they didn't. They weren't able to stage matches, and they, they had to play all their games away from home. Like if you were going down to play in Welsh Park, you'd want to be well tuned in. You'd want to be at hundred percent. So, I think they've um, they have momentum. They were in the All Ireland final as well last year as well, and probably people aren't putting them up there as high maybe in the ranking as, as what they should be. But I I, I feel um, and if you go back to remember when said the likes of Dion Kelly's, the Paul Flynn's, the Dan Shanahan's. There's a bit of a flair about them now. Uh, they have flair players. I mean, Jamie Barron and Ozzy Gleeson, uh, Stephen Bennett, Shane Bennett, they have a lot of flair about them. A bit of a throwback to, we say, a decade ago. And um, 
your game against them, Anthony, is going to be a crack on all of a sudden. Yeah, you you just have concerns about our defence, I think. Um, we'll be okay the middle up. We're fairly settled now with Shannon Horror Rogers, Shannon O'Donnell playing off and probably you know, Kelly Galvin midfield. I think we'll be okay. But just I thought Desi Hudson's in as well yesterday. That's geez. Just finish like and, and I you have to say Jack Prindergast, lads, is really developing into you know, he was learning his trade last couple of years, would have learned a whole pile yeah. in the winter all Ireland of last year. Jeez, I thought he had a powerful game. It looks like you're in a daily. They've settled on for six. You say you could have a midfield of Ozzy and Jamie Barron. Like, there's mouth water in a contest there. And, and uh, yeah, that's going to be massive. We look at it a little bit later on on who we fancy. TJ Limerick, um, question marks, I'd say. But yes, you know, we're, we're powerful last week against Limerick. We did say that our against Cork, that Cork didn't show. And then you had the Westmead game and sluggish for a long time. I know the scoreline looks okay at the end, but... Just just a bit of a league, but of course you have the huge banks of confidence built up over the last three seasons, you know, with all the trophies that have been landed and the trust Kylie has in, in knowing his best 20. I think I think you know you're still in the, the whip hand, I think, is, is which he going into the championship. Yeah, I, I would agree what you're saying. Dale overall, I suppose the factors that we don't know is what sort of approach the lads had during the week like they were four weeks up in championship did they kind of use that training block to kind of get out of the way with all due respect to Westmead and in fairness to them they hurled well and stayed in the game for, for as long as they could I think John Curley would have been very happy after the Cork game the last day that he knew the guys were coming back to where he wanted them to be the fitness levels definitely seemed to be improving but I would go back to what I said at the start the overall league you'd say fair so so they finished with five points more or less level with like Cork at five points as well but I would say, yeah, the, big, the bigger targets lie ahead. Just just another point that you were making there, I think most teams or maybe most uh, outsiders looking on, we're trying to fix the stars and the forward lines and say who will be playing, right? But just to look at the, eight, the, the 12 teams yesterday, Dale, in, in Division 1, right? So if I start with Limerick, 326, Tip 321, Galway 325. Keep us up on night, lads. Waterford 229. Yeah. Cork 223, Clare 420, Kikini 125, Dublin 118, Wexford 25 points, Leash 122, Antrim 223. So the problem isn't scoring for any team. Like, yeah. we're, like There's going to be an awful lot of managers out there trying to fix the stars, but the real issue is they have to fix the moon, which is the collective defence. And what Shane was on about there is maybe that middle third where you need to get that working team of the hooks, blocks and tackles. And I don't think let's say for a cornerback or maybe pick it out a fullback, whatever, that's might be struggling. I think it's the quality of ball into them. Like, how could you mark someone like Daisy Hutchinson in a one-on-one scenario at the moment yeah. with, a, with a good ball into him? I certainly wouldn't like it. So I think it's the collective defence or that piece of everybody without the, out the ball, that total defence. That's what's really going to be questioned, I suppose, between now and whenever teams play championship. And what I'd also ask you guys is, did you think, like, I thought this was a phony war, right, for the five league games, right, for, for all teams. I did think, I know the physical players and shape, and there was a couple of tackles here, there, there, but I thought overall the intensity was one to two bars down. And I think we're going to see that different starting in two weeks' time. I'd say you're probably not too far wrong there, TJ. Um, a bit like the referees in the course of the season, they, they like... I think from the first round we played of the league to maybe the latter rounds, the players have improved, the speed of the game has improved, the intensity has improved, 
And I say it'll ramp up again in the next two or three weeks, uh, definitely, because players know the championship is coming. And the, the, like I said, the, for, for we'd say Waterford and Clare now, I'd say the next 10 days, you know, the, probably the next three training sessions in particular will be real speed, will be really hopping off the ground stuff. And then probably the Tuesday before the championship starts to wind it down and just make sure that they have enough in the tank that to bring it to bring it to the to bring it to the boil. But um in the overall context, I don't like the Cork Limerick game is probably the only one that really didn't was the only poor game that would and I think Cork had a lot of injuries as well, which forced them into a position where they didn't um where they didn't show their hand at all. Like but I think in general the last couple of the last couple of games have been really hard fought now. Yeah, I just think like that we we just saw you. So I think there had to be one eye ahead all the time. Whereas while you always experimented in the league and used it to blood players and that, like you had your league semi-finals, your league final, and it was put to bed. And then you moved on to the championship, maybe even back to your club for a couple of games and instances. And we just didn't have that luxury this time. And I think that was always going to lead maybe to, to a bit of shadow boxing, a bit of days yeah. were on the pull and days were really going at it. And uh, I think in that sense, some some very good stuff. I mean, just look at the other division again. Your old your old mucker, uh, Shane Darren Gleeson, great league, like five points in that division. It's, yeah, it's a fantastic score, like for him, isn't it? Absolutely unbelievable. Like, and if you said to Darren or said to any Antrim hurling person that you don't really have to go for the last match against Leach, Jez, they would have taken the hand off you. You know, I mean, you could actually like they actually Antrim could afford to rest people yesterday. Uh, against Leash because they were safe, like, and I mean that's that's just a testament to the group. I think Darren has done a, a brilliant job as well, you know. And but I mean, I think what he's done brilliantly is he's he's got them all together up there, Dale. And you know, you know a lot of them, and sure the lads would as well. You know, we, we kind of maybe patronise them sometimes to say, oh, they, they love hurling and all this, but you know what? They're good hurlers, like they're very good hurlers there, and they've put in, they, they've all come together now. All, all the best hurlers are playing for entry at the moment, is what I'm trying to say. Whereas maybe you didn't always have that, like, and everything that's going on there, like in the likes of in, in Belfast and these places, that clubs like Dunedin Rosses and these kind of clubs will put massive work in, 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 in their academies, their underage, and they're seeing the results of it now. Like, they're seeing young guys coming through. And they're, they're, they're a great group. And I'd say they're, as you said, they're at the top there. To go down to Nevin and beat Dublin legs. I mean, at the start of the year, I'd say Dublin would have been, they could have been 1-10 on, like, or 1-20 on to win the match. And now, you just you just don't know what's going to happen that day. And the fact that it's on in Nevin, like, we talk about the Parnell Park factor, or, or, you know, going down to Ennis and playing these matches, like, Nevin is going to be a tighter pitch. It's a football pitch, really. Um, I, I, I don't get this, Les. I don't know how you feel about this. You know, people say, yeah, but it's the same dimensions as Crow Park and all this. And I was like, away with you, Jesus. Like, I mean, yeah. you'll be in Crow Park trying to take 65 and it feels like it's 90 yards away, whereas you'll be in one of them pitches taking 65 and feel like a troll over there. So I think the Navin thing will be a massive thing. The confidence they have in the group, they're a very, very close group as well. I, I, you've mm. seen that you know, with them after winning them back down the last year. They, they had a great couple of days after it. And they're very, very close. And Leeson has probably helped to bring that maybe that bit of preparation where he, he would have had and no doubt that Ian Sheedy has been a, a massive help to Darren as well as to try and get him onto the next level so I think they're buzzing I think the next few weeks of moment Anthem playing will be absolutely hot and these lads as, as you said before TJ the great one you made <laughs> the like the death dog a hard one to call I mean the great I mean, Anthem for me is is, is, is is a tough one and I think it's very exciting time to go and Anthem there for the next few weeks of the yeah 
And I was going to say, lads, if you we were taking a team that got the most out of the league, I suppose we'd nearly say either Antrim or Galway, maybe the way they finished up. No, Kilkenny obviously had the job, job done even before the weekend. So, But I was nearly going to say the yeah. team that got the least out of the league, you'd have to say, I suppose, Leash, Westmead, I suppose, was a hard learning curve. But you say Leash maybe never got going really at all. But um, weren't a mile off then, I suppose, uh, against Antrim. So maybe Cheddar take a bit out of that. But I would have said Wexford, but then they, I watched them live and, and watched the clear game as recording. I'd obviously clear a them on while I was watching that live. But um, I, Wexford hurled well on Saturday. Threw off the shackles a bit. Got some great scores. Um, Dublin, I'd maybe I'd maybe now reduce Dublin to the Wexford role. Whereas the last two games after the break, very disappointing. Chances to win both. I mean, they got the penalty to bring it back to a goal. And Donald Burke stuck it. Um, and they had the slight wind and down a man as well which was actually Wexford that kicked on from a Dublin point of view just again decision making was huge and for me then they were playing Liam Rush lads, the centre back and I thought that was settled Don O'Donnell superb full Rush really beginning to show signs of old and like at half time they just lobbed him up full forward now they hadn't much of a threat but they just lobbed him up beside Ronan Hayes and for me that's it you're taking your centre back out in your last match before Antrim it was a weird one. Now, maybe Matty has a plan and that's... He'll be all judged on what happens in two weeks' time, in three weeks' time. That's ultimately the way we've always known it between league and championship. But a funny one, I just, just heard Wexford for the first time this year. They showed a great flash in us, obviously, when they came from behind to win the game. But Clare were down a man and Clare really looked gassed on the day. But um, they just showed that bit more at heart. Fellas around the middle, D. O'Keefe would look back to where he was. It was nearly... Sean Murphy's first display, I think, of the year. Um, last day in Nolan, Chin was sharper. Uh, Rory O'Connor has been their best player all through. Jack O'Connor showed yeah. a bit more. Liam Ryan at fullback, that's really no. That was the big positive. I'm Davy Fitz. I'm saying Liam Ryan, Janie Mack. He just stood out like a sore thumb that he, this guy, I'm near championship now and I'll be laying down markers here. So, Few positives, man. A lot of people talking them their demise. That I, we were we were talking about it here that we'd seen nothing. Yeah. But I, I just thought a bit more and worried. Then we're it's gas. You're right, Shane. Sorry for rabbit on, but we would have said no. We want to eight Dublin to beat Antrim, and now it's been narrowing in our heads all the time. Is that yeah. a, a help that TJ to Dublin that they know yeah. what's coming? There's no there's no jack in the box here. Oh, absolutely. Just like it's, 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 it's the gloves are very firmly off. Um, pressures on Matty Kenny for sure I think I think Darren as I said they'll have seen the season more or less as being much of a success now whereas Matty will definitely need to win this championship game like where he is in his management role with Dublin I think the championship is huge for him um, I'd probably go as far as to say the same for Wexford and Davy. it's just similar Wexford will beat Leash I think in the first round I do think Davy will be happier with the back end of the league I think David Chance I think they have a chance coming decided to draw that they have. I think they will be happier. I think they're on the money there. But from a Leinster Championship point of view, I think those games are, are, are massive for the bigger picture for those counties. Speaking of maybe potentially yeah. new managers into, into, into 2022, where like they'll need a championship run, whether it's Dublin, Wexford, Entrum. I, I don't know. I, I give Wexford a small chance. I didn't maybe toward, towards the middle of the league. They actually finished second in the league, Kenny. I'd ask a question, how much lower was 1B compared to 1A? I think there was definitely a level down. So for me, the form, little question mark over it. 
Yeah, and then I suppose, look, with that law, I'll play out now in front of our, our faces in the next few weeks. But um, the Cats, I suppose, did most of the hurling mark against Clare. Like, honestly, yeah. like, they, they got some spectacle. Clare, which is one you maybe wouldn't associate, like the goal scoring again. I see young McGrath there with Twitter up that would we turn up there in the Munster Championship at all if we hadn't Tony Kelly. But I think we'd be delighted with the likes of Aidan McCarthy. We'd be delighted with Dermot yeah. Ryan. We'd be delighted with Aaron Shanahan, full forward. Even though not got the goal, obviously, to begin. The scores haven't flowed for him, but he has been a massive out ball for Clare this entire league and, and created yeah. a platform, I would say. So, good yeah. finish up for Clare. Kilkenny, where, where, is, where is it at, back? I, I'd say Kilkenny would be quite happy coming away from the league. They've they've won, we'll say, four out of five matches. I thought for long stages against Clare on Saturday, Anthony, that they probably looked like they were going to win the game. But I thought Clare got goals at vital times during the course of the game. Um, like 2-9 to 14 at half time. You'd always be thinking that the team has got the 14 points of Holland a little bit better. have to say that Kelly got a spectacular goal from uh, from play. And then to finish up with the getting the, the penalty and putting it kind of in the same corner as well. He's a guy that's holding the top of his skin at the moment. I think you're right that Shanahar offers something that maybe a car could look at yeah. putting a hand of the in beside Hoggy, to be honest with you, because when, when that, that, that out ball breaks down in the half back then and there's nobody there, just poke it up into the air, right? Shanahar is a brave boy. And he like last year, he caused Waterford un, untold. Uh, confusion and trouble as well in the championship down in Parky Cueve in a game that was probably gone away from Clare for long stages and he dragged he dragged Clare back into the game. So I, I think, Anthony, that um, Kilkenny, look, they are not the Kilkenny that we know from a decade ago, right? But they are formidable players. They have a physique and they have an attitude. And I've mentioned this about Adrian Mullen and Owen Cody. They were two young hurlers of the year in the last number of years. Uh, they both hurled well again, three points each from play yesterday. Now, young Mullen went off with a hamstring. And that has been a feature of a lot of the league matches, lads, is that uh, the amount of hamstring strains that guys are getting. Is it the pace of the game? Is it the hard ground? Is it the training they're doing midweek and they're tired and stuff like that? So, um, but it has been a feature of the amount of hamstring injuries that players have had. I, I think overall, Cody will be happy going into the championship. He will be eyeing, you know, probably the Leinster semi-final, to be honest, but I'm trying to get to the final again this year. Um, and maybe the workload that TJ Reid has had for the last number of years maybe starting to go away from him with the likes of Owen Cody, Billy Ryan, Adrian Mullen. Um, I, I, think t- I think Brian Cody would be quite happy knowing exactly what he has. There are no stars, Anthony, but he's getting the maximum out of him. It's a bit like a fellow described to me years ago about, you know, when, you're, um, when you have an orange and you're squeezing it and you think that you've got the last drop out of it, Cody seems to get an extra squeeze out of all these players and yeah. you write them off at your peril. He yeah, has a no. Nutri-Bullet for that job. He gets the more nutri He has a special nutri He just puts it in and he gets more and more on time, boys. Well, Taylor, just, just on the belly hail, boys, yesterday, like, aren't there some club lads? I, I, I was down there once. Like out of out of one twenty five that the that the King scored, I think the Belly Hale lads, right? TJ Reid, Owen Cody, Adrian Mullen, Richard Reid scored nineteen points, nineteen or thirty points. I mean, there are some there are some like you know, I mean, we don't have winning clubs year in year out. So Jay's lads, when 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 four of your club lads are scoring eighty percent of your county score, you have a fair chance to our club championship any year, like gotcha. And you know, usually with a small kind of a rural club like that, like you come with a maybe a 
team of stars in one way. You're thinking Henry, Che, Mick Finley, you know, Colin. And here we are talking about a Kikini team without yeah. any of those names, and yet they're no, they're not even mentioning Joy yeah. Hold and all these like what a what a what a conveyor belt, you know. They, Incredible, incredible, and uh, you're right. I think Mark, we, we wouldn't be writing them off. Shane, one of the things would you have liking? I know the weather was very warm. What would you like in a game at that temperature? We said the Watford lads went through yesterday, two weeks out from the Clare game, just to get yourself ready. I know the one week thing was always a. Uh, I used to have war with Lucknane lads, in in that you wouldn't have war with Lucknane because you weren't allowed to have war with him. But we used to have a few back and matches about some of the sessions after the drawn matches. You know, you draw a match. And then he'd hand you over to Mike Mack maybe in the Monday night if you played stink and run. And like, it's fair to see how the Sparrow retired. Sparrow never got a run against Tip in 99. You know, it's a bit miffed, I'd say. He was out of the equation. And he's playing the B team the whole time in the training matches. And uh, it was played on the June bank called the weekend. And Conor Clancy was controversially fouled. Mm-mm, tidy one. And Davy up from goal and buried it, sort of like in roof of the net and blowing Cork. And we had booked to stay in Cork, myself, Sparrow. Uh, Ollie and Fergie Tui with the with the girls and really three four points max. Like I think I had four Baker at three. Sparrow decided to have an extra one or two because he wasn't getting a look in. But Ben called it the Monday the following day. We divided all the three hours of traffic trying to get through Mallow, Charleville, etc. Back up there was a meeting and a recovery session. Recovery like he savage does anyway. And there was a mention at a few points and I I said hang hey, on a minute here. No, I was in bed early and did things right and. Anyway, the running started anyway, and the first 15, I suppose, were spared a good bit of the running, but then the subs had to... So I think the subs were on about the second punishment lap, and they hadn't done much wrong now, let's face it. The Sparrow just disappeared down the tunnel in Cusick Park. Boom. <laughs> One of the greatest forwards we ever had. That was the last time he was seen in a clear tracksuit, a clear jersey. And he became manager, in fairness, and did a chosen <laughs> job bringing it. But in yeah. the guess, I guess, he just felt, shag this. Paper, I'm out of here, <laughs> you know. But I, I often thought, like, I often said to you, Jesus Christ, like, we're after coming through 76 minutes of savagery, and your hand goes over to Mike Mack now. But then, if, if you check Lucknane's record in replays, which is incredible, it's hard one to call. Mind, oh, yeah. mind is everything, Shannon. No? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think, like, the, like the lads were saying, they're dead right there, you're going to have, like, whatever we had out of the league, we had. And, like, even listen to John Tidy's interview. I, I, I love listening to John Tidy's interviews because I just think he just speaks so well anyway. And, like, he's as honest as he can be, I suppose. And I, he's, he's one of the, the top managers um, in the game at the moment. But he just said, like, that they've had a busy seven weeks, he said. And we've done a lot of hard work. And I think that, for me, answers a lot of it. Like, I mean, did Limerick really want to win the league this year? All the boys would be in their back pockets. That's kind of a disappointing thing from a selfish point of view. From the tip thing is... Like nobody, nobody in Tip has a league medal bash, Amy. And um, Paddy has none. Noel has none. Uh, none, none of the class of ninety two. You call them Brendan. So like you know, and whether they come back next year or not, they probably will. Maybe, but <clears throat> it's getting harder and harder to win an all league medal. I suppose as the years goes on. So that would have completed the set. But Kylie, I think you know when he said that for me, it's like you no know, Limerick. It's it's not the league. Like I mean. We'd all name who won the championship there the last 20 years. That's handy, you know, in Ireland. You'd struggle to name the league winners for the last 20 years. So, like, uh, what I think you're going to get now is, I think you had a really, really hard block of training day long, and like, probably maybe maybe another two, three sessions max, and then you're talking about going through walkthroughs, how we're going to set up, and I think you're going to have all your best guys on the pitch, but all your best guys on the pitch fresh. And I think that's the difference between league and championship for, for me, lads, is, 
you might have had, you take Limerick, for example, now, who, who for me are still number one. You probably had maybe 10 or 11 of them on the pitch, but not fresh. Whereas now, come championship, you will have all the, all the top teams will have probably their top players on the field, but really fresh and really know this is how we're playing this year. Because they'll have, you know, they'll have had two weeks, whereas before, lads, I suppose, they came back to the clubs and they stayed around the two top championship. That's the way it would be in Tate or Limerick anyway, like they're in early April for years. Like. But now the lads have them, you know, um, the Knorks, the Mikey Beavins, the Eamon O'Shea's, um, you know, the Cork lads, they'll all have them now for, for the few weeks and they'll know exactly what way they're going to set up and what way they're going to play and they'll all be posting for road as well. And I think, you know, we're just going to see, we'll, see, we'll just see different animals that won't be like, you know, come, come a few weeks' time. Yeah, and one, one, just one other thing that I just made a point there as well. I'm just interested to get your take on it. Um, just from watching the game, it was an interesting one. You had Carl Mannion, Mark, and Dara Fitz, Dara Fitzgibbon, both Mets winners, obviously. Mm-hmm. Just wearing your coach's hat, lads, um, would you take that gamble? Like, I, I would have said Mannion did more damage. Now, Dara Fitz got four points in play, like some return, like, and you know, incredible. And I, I, one of the moments was the crossfield ball to Hoggy for the fetch and point as well from Darvitt. But can, if you're the manager, do you take that gamble that your men will do more than their men who really is not a marker? And will, or do you say, no, I'll bank on my men on the other flank and I'll get a marker on Fitzgibbon or I'll get a marker on Mannion? Give me your coach's hat there, Mark. Would you be inclined to say, go on and we'll take that? Like, I, I go back and sorry for going back, but I'll learn final line yeah. to seven. Uh, Ollie Baker was man the match, and if Ollie if Tip had won by a point, Tommy Dunn would have been man the match. Do you know? And like that's one of those games where they both did their own thing and clear win, and your man didn't hits low the ball, so he gets man the match. It's a hard one to call, isn't it? With some players, it, it, it it's it's a funny one, Anthony, because um, both of them actually are probably in the in they're probably one of your six forwards, and they've ended up both playing midfield. Now, why is the reason for that? I think both of them like a bit of space and both of them are very brave hurlers now, right? But they like to be able to gallop, both of them. And there's a lot of physical confrontation in, up front and I don't think either of the two of them like being mapped that closely and being pulled and dragged. So I think managements have give them, given them the opportunity to be able to play and show their array of skills. And both of them have this dashing pace that can bring you into, you know, split defences open and stuff for that. But as the manager, I suppose, I've always taken the view that if one player can really, really hurt you, you have to put the shackles on him. You don't put a hurler on him. Um, but the problem when you look at the Galway setup is who do you put the shackles on? Because at the moment with Nyland and Brian and Concanon after turning up, they are now match winners. You, haven't, you didn't have Joe Canning play yesterday. If he ends up in the six forwards, He's a match winner. Now, I said it before, I don't think Joe is the player that he was. And, you know, if you were the manager seven or eight years ago, you would be building your team around stopping Joe Canning. Now you have to stop three or four of their players as well as Joe Canning. And you have Cahill Mannion in the middle of the field. So, like, I think at the moment, you just, from a court perspective, you can mark them all. Like, you have to do the best you can with what you have. But if, they, if a team had just won person that you were worried about I would definitely be putting a man marker on him and I'd be leaving my fella go find somebody else to mark but with three or four then you kind of have to go head to head and you have to say to that player then we know you're brilliantly offensively 
But if your man ends up scoring a goal in two or three or four points, like, we'll be asking a question afterwards, what were you doing in that period of time? Mm-hmm. I suppose it is. It'll be all ta- in, in the we mentioned earlier about the defensive setups in that middle third, as Jan said, TJ. That that obviously, rather than as you said, trying to mark a Desi Hutchinson one on one, it'll be the closing down of that space ultimately. And you're thinking Limerick choking fellas in there. Yeah, I can definitely see that coming on the track. All right, like I said, Delo, the the scoring averages for all teams are very very high in the league. Right, I think the intensity was missing there. I forecasted the start here, and you disagree with me slightly, saying that I thought the league was going to be phony. I think it was. And I've also forecast that we're going to get the best championship that we've had in a long time. I think some of the games that we have coming up, starting with something like Watford and Clare, like, there's just so much to play for in those games. I think the middle third is going to be crucial. I think it's going to be the winning and losing of most games. And I think to answer a question, if you were coaching, right, I think if you had to go with six forwards, I think you'd be happy enough to free up Kyle Mannion so he could be a supplier. Um, and you wouldn't be as worried about that. If it's, but if you if you didn't have the firepower, you'd probably saying we really need to close him down. So I think it depends on what you have in your locker, effectively, right? Yeah. But I do think I do think that all managers, from an attacking and scoring point of view, would be reasonably pleased here. I think they'll feel that they have the guns and that they have the bullets. Mm. I think it's that it's that middle third. And I would say. The SNC guys will be very busy over the next two weeks getting fellas right. There'll be a bit of individual work done. I think the nutritionists will be kind of working overtime, making sure the bodies. I definitely think that the head gurus will be definitely working overtime over the next two or three weeks as well, trying to get people in the right frame of mind. So, again, from a manager's point of view, it's not so much about going out and working hard and running laps in the field here, Delo. It's about that management, that freshness, and having your team right and having your tactics right as well because it's 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 a huge part of the game now the way the opposition sets up the poke outs the restarts i i my my, my forecast is the best championship we've had in a long time is coming okay i i'd love to share your enthusiasm there but i just i'm just think we'll never have the best championship until we have the crowds back i just i know we might because everyone has learned from last year and all that experience playing the big stadium without the crowds that will I know we will have as the months go on we will have uh, more people and that I suppose looking ahead lads the Clare Watford game just to get it we won't be doing a preview show so we will well, obviously then we'll be rolling every week then so we will preview the massive semi-finals for the following week the winners of that match versus Tip the Cork Limerick then Leinster going to two Mouthwater in semi-finals Clear Waterford, lads. I suppose, look, I'm not trying to be the dodge bullet here, like, but you'd have to be probably saying on all known form from last year and what we saw yesterday that Waterford would be clear favourites to win that. And they'd be clear handy enough, like, in the quarterfinal <laughs> last year. <laughs> okay, Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian, <laughs> Brian, yeah, I have to play it down, look. No, hold on. Liam, yeah, that's no problem. That's after. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, but you look at yeah, yeah. I'm only being realistic. Like, Clare have definitely settled and improved. Like, there's no doubt about that. Well, Waterford are actually favourites. They're they are four to seven favourites. And four yeah. to seven, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will you be Will you be playing at four to seven? Would you? Nah, you'll be questioning it. I just um, hope for, for a good me, crowd in I I get the ball rolling through here, Della. Right? <laughs> for me, we spoke about two teams already. Clare and Kilkenny, For me, are as close to uh, Joe Dolan as you're going to get in the championship, right? Um, I think, I think, what I mean by Joe Dolan is, 
They're a one-man show. No, it's a very good show. It's a very good show. But I think that Tony Kelly is so critical to the Clare setup. I thought um, you were going to say, send them home sweating. No, yeah. Uh, I, th- I, I, I think that the reliance on him is still too strong. And for me, I just have been impressed with Waterford. I know historically the beaten Ireland finalists can struggle, but there's something about them. There's something about the pace. I think if Ty De Burka was playing, I'd, I'd, I'd be seriously saying that Waterford are serious, serious contenders for All Ireland. There's something about them. They're playing with an energy and a pace. Um, so for me, I am going to go for Waterford to win the first round of the championship. Yeah, look. I don't, I don't get that shit, TJ, about the one-man team. I don't, like, Cork had Christy Ringmark. Like, if you have him, and he's one of the best players in the modern era, and he is, yeah. what the fuck about yeah. it? Like, if this fellas TJ Reid, so we don't, I don't... I don't get that. I honestly don't get that. If Sometimes you come along with a marquee player, an incredible talent, and he does his stuff in the prime of his life. And for me, it's just... There's no surprise in that. I, I think the likes of Dermot Ryan, the likes of Ed McCarthy have really stepped up. Only what, two, three years out of minor and, and really, really, you know, 22 years of age, really, really become leaders that other counties are lacking those guys. I'm not trying to say Claire beat Watford. But I just think I you, have mean, I, Kelly, you have a Kelly. You have a Kelly. He's our player. He's, Hoggy's been yeah, doing yeah. it for years. For cock. Like, I'm not disputing that, Dillo, but I'm, I'm going to flip the question on you. If we take Tony Kelly out of the team, yeah, I think I think we're a lot better set this year than last year, if that scenario. Anyone can get injured. Yeah. We saw that against Watford last year, and we were a bit yeah. lost. I think we're a lot better set up this year with Colm Galvin back, with O'Donnell the way he's hurling, with David Reedy the way he came back into form after a legally injury. John Conlon centre-back, that's a huge one. That's a huge one. If that goes well, um, the two young lads playing well, maybe, you know, Conor Cleary full-back, a couple of questions, but Roy Hayes playing well, goalie settled. I think we're an awful lot better set if anything happens, TK. No, I don't want anything to happen, TK, yeah. TJ. Dale, what's the story of David Fischel? David Fischel seemed to be one of your mainstays last year. He was sent to forward mm. for an awful lot of it. The year before, he was playing the half-back then, and he was really, really good. I, I, did I just see him popping up yesterday? Was he his first bit yeah, of like Fitz, he, he just, I think he's just been struggling for a bit of consistency this year, Mark. I would have said at the start of the year, he'd be a definite. When he's, he's done what he when he has done stuff well, it's been incredible bursts, two, three yeah. brilliant points. Just struggling for that bit of consistency. Like, do you know the way? Come off the bench, get two great scores, definitely start the following day, and then you're a bit flat the following day and wind yeah. up getting taken yeah. off, maybe, and then you're known start again. And it, it's been a bit of a cycle. He just struggled for his best form, definitely in the 20, like, you know, and as we said, starters, finishers now. You know, Shane yeah. alluded to that, and that that is the way now. And then Davy Fitz yeah, is mature he, enough now that he'll be he'll be bang on boy. He wants to start. A good lad. He's want a good, to start. Yeah, he's a good yeah. lad. Powerful yeah. man. Powerful man. Yeah, I, I I think just to go back to your original question about Clara Waterford, um, I I think Waterford will be favourites going into the game, and I think rightly so. Um, they were in the Munster final last year, the All Ireland final last year. They are building, I think, on, on top of last year as well. I think the Cahill and Bevins. I think they were disappointed with the performance of the Waterford team in the All-Ireland final last year. Mm. We all expected more out of them. I think they were a bit flat. Um, no, Limerick were excellent, probably, but I still thought there was more in Waterford. I think Shane Bennett is a huge help to them. I, I think anybody locally down here would know that Shane should have been in the team last year, but he's a kind of a funny guy. Like, you know, kind of, you've got to get him on the right day, like, you know. Um, but I think he himself missed it more than anybody else and probably has 
said to himself, listen, I need a man up here and get out there on the field to play uh, with my brothers and with my yeah, my teammates in Waterford, like, you know. And I think that is a, that is a big part. Of, and I, he's been a huge help to them. Uh, you know, Dyke, there is no talk about Tyke DeBucca missing, like, you know. And, you know, some, that can have a crippling effect on a team to say, oh, geez, one of our best guys is gone. But they have got on with their business. And they have, you know, Irla Daly has been an excellent centre-back replacement. And if Gleeson ends up there, we don't know where Gleeson Will he be midfield? Will he be wing-back? As Derek McGrath probably says, says wing-back is probably his best position. So I think it's, it's, it's a lot to do with his pace and attitude. You'll get a massive, massive attitude from Waterford. I, I Claire... They're coming at the right time, Anthony. And the question is whether they're good enough or not. And and even with Kelly's last last year, Waterford did dominate the game for large parts. But Clare never actually left them get away. They actually hung in there and they got a couple of goals and brought them back into the game. I I think I think Waterford will will win the game, Anthony. But I once Kelly will be injury free, it'll be a lot closer, and I'd say it will go down. To less than a, one score, there'll be only about three points in this game, whichever way it'll swing. And I think both managers will want to win the first round. Uh, you know, the way some players will tell you, some mentors will say, ah, oh, we'd prefer to come through the back door, we'll get a couple of extra weeks and all that kind of stuff. I think both teams will want to win the first round because I actually think whoever wins that game, if they'll come through the injury free, will actually fancy their chances against Tipperary in the semi final. I think the game will stand to them, and uh, no, it will be an extra workload because you you know whoever wins that first game will probably get to a monster final. In my view, I think they will be tip in the semi final, um, but there's Whoa. nothing like momentum. Yeah, I, I'm I'm forecasting whoever wins the first round will get to the semi final. Oh, I'm sorry, we get to the final. We, we get know to the how final. good you are at, at the forecasting. The fantasy hurling, <laughs> you struggle. But you are good on the... Yeah, you were good last year as well, I tell you that. Now you, you stuck with Kenny for Leinster, and that was a big call. Shane, just to touch on Liam Cahill's job, like, I mean, mm. the Shane Bennett thing, Shane didn't show the interest early last year. We see this off loads now, we do. Yeah. Uh, but Liam didn't go back for him then for the winter All-Ireland and said, no, the fellas that committed to me early on the year, now he is a Shane Bennett buzzing. He's doing a tremendous job there, isn't he? I, I think really think he, he has him where he wants him. He's doing a great job, Dale. Like, he probably all met Liam Cahill maybe one thing or another, lads, you know, and he's, he's a very proud man, um, you know, and he has his ways of doing things. And I tell you, to give him credit, it's worked more often than it hasn't, which like that. Not everybody in Tip would have been a fan of it, especially with the minors, you know, he, he he made no bones about it. He didn't he didn't want lads doing both. It wasn't for everyone, but you know what? He had success. He went down at under twenty one level. He had success on the twenty level. And like, has he had success in Waterford? Yeah, not not in form of trophies, but cheers, lads. He's had massive success. The whole county behind him again, back to the glory days as he talked about. But I think what's how can you tell that he's done really well? If we were all sitting down maybe a year ago and, and we said. Lads, next year Waterford won't have Parik Manny and they won't have tight work as Stephen O'Keefe won't be there either, Dara Fives won't be there either. And do you know how will they get on? You'd say, yes, sure, they have no hope. And now we're here talking about him as, you know, being genuine contenders because he has built a culture there and he's built a panel. And you're dead right there. Like he, he doesn't go after lads. You either want to be involved or you don't. And he's not going to beg anyone. He, he never did with any of the teams he was involved with Tip and it worked out well. And, you either buy into the thing or if you don't buy into the thing, then Cal has no going about telling you where to go. And he'll, he'll say that there's the door now and 
either if you change your mind and buy into this culture or don't be part of it. And I don't really care who you are or what you can do. So I think they've all bought into it. And I think that was massive for him. Like if, if eight or nine of the real top guys said, yes, I don't like I, I don't like what's going on here, you know what I mean? I, I'm not, it's not for me. But they all bought into it because they know look that time is short. And you know, the years are taken by this guy has had success, even as a top coach. They're, 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 they're playing really well. And I just feel that they're a serious panel this year. And that's what they have. And in the matches that I've seen today, I some seen against Limerick today. And I know, I know Shane Fanning got sent off from everything, but just I was so impressed with their work rate and their, their use of the ball. And you know, when it got a little bit physical, you know, because they're so fit as well, they didn't mind it either. And they were able to mix it as well. And for me, a big thing was that day was Connor Gleason was back in his best position. I was listening to Derek talking there last week, which I think Connor Gleason is phenomenal at the back. And I you talk about doing that man marking job legs. I think he's one of the best in the business of doing it. And he doesn't mind sacrificing himself for the, for the team, which is often hard to do. So he could I, be, I, I, he I could be Shane, right? he could be redeployed as a midfielder in this one, though, to pick he, up he, TK. He could be against Seedale, yeah, for, for, to, to, to mark TK, as you said. But uh, well, I think he's really good at it. And I think it's we've all been on teams lads where we have a couple of lads who they won't get the eight, nines, and tens in the Irish examiner, but they'll get some credit on the Tuesday night after we win the championship match in, in with the group and that's what it's all about. Go back to your own boys, Dale, I think you're coming into a great place. I think the three townies are flying it. And the, 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 the end is boys, I think Aaron Pistorl, I hope his injury is, is not too serious. Um, I think I think David Reid is really enjoying his world for the first time in a long time. Got to know him there a couple of years ago doing a bit of LIT in Fitzgibbon and there's a lad when he's, when he's enjoying Good his lad. World. He's a great lad and a great goal yesterday. And I think Shane O'Donnell is, I think Shane O'Donnell is going to explode. I really do. Got to see Claire in the flesh against Dublin a couple of weeks ago from Carnell. And I think this fella, lads, he, took, he, he swapped jerseys, he the wrong jersey on himself and Mark Rogers. He had muscles on his back. I didn't even know what you could get muscles on your back. And Mark's, he had it. I tell you, he's in some shape. And I think, I think he's massive to Claire. I think you're coming into it in a good place, Dale. And I think you're much better on, uh, than all the teams that who, who may potentially lose on the Leinster side of things. So whether if do I think you beat Watford right now? I don't, but I think that Claire will have to say. I think that I think they'll come through. We've seen the quarter final stage handy enough, so that's that's okay. where I feel they're at. Okay, completely written off so by the experts on the podcast, <laughs> and that's okay. That's that's okay. We'll, I think Claire will have to get goals, lads. That's and they'll have to. And one of the things Shane watching it yesterday, Jesus Watford were fairly going for goals, weren't they? But Stephen Bennett had the free to put him six ahead, and you're saying take six ahead, win the match now, beat tip. Good place. Straight across the 21, looking for some for goal. Intercepted, tip, go down, get a point. You'd say, this is, Liam Cahill be going mad on the sideline. But obviously, the game plan was because the next ball that went up, it was in for a goal again. And a shot on, on Brian Hogan. And there's obviously an emphasis there on them getting goal. Who'll get the goals? I think we'll decide this one. I, I think you're yeah. right, Mark. And that's what I think if Shanahan could get a goal and create a goal. And then we got one from somewhere else, be it a penalty or, you know. And then, and don't concede more than one, but you must get three. Do you know that kind of way? I do think that yeah. will have to be the scenario. Yeah. I know I, there's a lot to like about the way Claire have kind of settled under Brian. I think you know a lot yeah. of turbulence as as we spoke about early in the year and our shows. A lot of side shows going on in the background. He hasn't had it easy now, like no. And for a young and he's not the youngest, but he's for a, a new manager at this level. A new now, manager, yeah. He has showed massive maturity. Do you know in what like, he, has, he, he, he hasn't he, been he, deflected. No, and, and like losing the first round to Antrim must have been a killer because he's a very proud man. He was like he was one of the ferocious players when we were playing. I mean, he would be probably the number one fella 
in that era, era, and like that must have hurt him big time going up to Antrim and getting beaten. So, and then throw on top of the stuff that's happening in the background in Clare. It has been massive the way Clare have responded. TK is a large part of that, I would say. I, I would I would agree with TJ. And I know, yeah, he, you know, but you're not a, a one man, but he just happens to be a particularly brilliant, brilliant yeah. talent. Yeah. Brilliant player. And like that, look, I mean, there was plenty of old, old trolls and some of them were putting their name to it on, on Twitter and Facebook, like cutting the back off him, especially down on top of the Belfast when we were seven or eight points up on Antrim and didn't close out the deal. Or on Wexford, apologies. On Wexford. And close, yeah. yeah, and like, you know, to show that, response and, and that bit of maturity I think to settle and their players I think are really buying into Brian and, and the leader he is and I, I think positive signs and hopefully the Clare County Board see the wisdom of Brian Law and now as manager and will give him a couple of more years at the job and let him establish these young fellas that are coming through mm-hmm. TJ yeah. Davey Mack we got injured again I would see him as a key player as well was that same injury again or was it something different no, you know I think the old injury has cleared up fully and he started the match on fire teach threw over a pint this. set up a pint attacked the ball I think it was a quad strain and I think to be fair team this is what I can garner now it's hard to know like um, I just sent Brian a text well done and he said on we go he didn't even say thanks on we go so the mind isn't good but I didn't ask him about David and you know you don't want to be asking like, even though a great pal of mine you know what I mean? looking for news especially when I'm involved in the media side of things and I think I think what I can garner is was a, a quad strain and he put up his hand straight away with two weeks in mind if he is I don't know if he's a starter now because of that but I'd say if he'd gone on and played the way he was started he would have started but look that's a blow hopefully he'll be right to be in the 20 and come in to one of those positions um so look, we just have to wait and see. The Leinster semi-final qualifiers, lads. I suppose Wexford will beat Leash, lads, on all known everything. I think they beat them well in the league match. So I think we can we needn't go too depth into that. We, we will talk about the potential of it. Cheddar will be delighted with me. Sorry, Cheddar, I don't mean to be, but just on farm, I think we, we see Wexford as a top county and Leash struggling a little bit to know where they're at with Eddie gone and Cheddar coming back and where just just hasn't settled for Leash yet, you know. So um, we're thinking them the back door. The other one, lads, who are we going to stick our neck out and say, dude, I'm going to say Dublin will deliver. Um, I think there's a lot. They've settled an awful lot of positions. They just need a bit more decision-making. Stop. They're giving away a stupid freeze. Jesus. To soul the strain, like, if you were watching that. And I'd have an old Graw there, obviously. And and would have a Graw for the entrance, by as well. So we, we all would. But uh, And for Darren and, and the job he's doing. But I, I just think Dubs are kind of going to be going in there really kind of mm. ready for what may come and will come I've no doubt it will come and I don't see this as being a big margin win or anything but not the I, think the all, um, I think uh, Matty Kenny learned so much from like I was at the match I was doing the radio three years ago at Park Lodge in Port Leash yeah. um, when Leash turned them over and then they played tip in the quarter final and I, I, I'd say Matty Kenny learned so much from that day as regards you know like and, and like TJ said it as well we both said it like they Nobody's taking anything for granted now, you know. Not that anyone really was, but let's let's call it spade a spade. I suppose we would team wouldn't have had played the from the last few years, you know. They just said you don't, you aren't sure what they're going to get. They fully know what they're going to get now. It's on in Nevin, but I'd say Matty Kenny definitely, and he has a lot of that core group there from two years ago in these veterans saying So that was a real low point for him, definitely as a really successful manager coming into the county team. And I'd say he learned a lot from that, and I'd say the experience from that day. And going in playing a similar type game, and um, but but knowing how good Antrim really are, I, I think will really stand to them. But you know, uh, just just that little bit of me, my I, my aunt lives above Belfast and everything, or just outside of a place called Portinone, and 
I'm actually I've actually gone up there for a few days at the weekend to, to see them, and um, I I just feel I just feel they might do it. I just feel that there's one massive day left in them this year, and the buzz and the confidence they're playing with, and it's on in Madden. And and I I I'm just going to go out and live here and say I I, I think the Antrim boys are are actually going to do it. Okay, one all, one all. <laughs> Um, I, 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 yeah, <laughs> no, it's look for me. I would, I would fancy the dubs. Um, they love to be honest with us. I think they have a physical nature to them. The, the biggest issue for me is that they don't score often enough and uh, take their opportunities when they arise. The only with a, with a forward like Donald Burke at the moment, if they do get freeze, he's unerring with him, so he'll keep the pot ticking over. I was surprised to see them changing lead, Liam Rush up to full forward. I thought that sounded seemed like a little bit of desperation or maybe trying to go for the win to put them on a the front foot. Like There's nothing like going in to a championship match, having won your last league game, fellas are in good form on Tuesday night, going back training. That could backfire with them. I think they should put Rush back centre-back, to be honest with us. So solidify your backs, have them steady, you know, and just keep the ball moving to the forwards. Let them boys get the scores for you. Um, I I I think the cat is out of the bag for Antrim now. There's going to be no, there's going to be no, um, you know, they won't be Dublin shouldn't be cut offside. I think the Dublins will come through that one. Okay, Tage. I'm going to kick it to the listeners and make a two-two deal, all right? I'm going to say the Shane here. In 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 sport and in hurling, and certainly after coming out of the league campaign, momentum is unreal, and you cannot really underestimate it from time to time. I'd say the buzz and trend and now for two weeks in Antrim will be off the charts. As Mark said, there, there's a little bit of question marks about who's playing where, and you know, Matty's already pushed Crummy up, and I don't know. To me, Dublin don't seem to have something really solid and settled. Huge chance for Antrim here. And look, like right now today, I think Dublin are one to four, right? So myself and Shane here are going up the limb. We're going, we're going with the outsiders. But I'll go with Antrim and the momentum to cause the first upset of the summer. Okay, I'm going to put another little pin in the bubble there of Darren and the boys in the Falls Road and the Glens and everything. I'm going to say Dublin with six or seven to spare. Oh, you see, the reason why is because I'm full of confidence this morning because we've the final results in from the Super League. And the last time with Shane McGrath on the show, he was tough. He, oh, he was, he was gone large, like, but you know what I mean? I think he, he just stayed out of the relegation zone. Now, obviously, the relegation on this thing is normally a done deal. And Horn the Queen from Killer. Rallied something savage with 191 there in, in the last week. But look, obviously, the Clarecastle yeah. Magpies lads are back. Lads, I don't even think I'll enter the championship one because, you know, like Larry couldn't even come on the show this morning, lads, because he's taking a bed down there. Like, you know, TJ, you, re- you got in Sam Allardyce, TJ, and you rescued your season some little bit. I'm a bit like the Antrim boys now. Uh, the momentum is a terror. 250 points this week. I kind of feel that I'm in a good place. Looking forward to the championship. The selectors, they're working overtime. I'm trying to figure out now, right, what Cahill and the boys, are they going to name Ozzy in the backs or in the forwards? Is Aidan McCarthy a back or a forward? So I think some of the challenges are back to the boys. I'm assuming they will do some changes after the league. And I'm looking for that little nugget, Delo, that you seem to have found successfully ah, in, the, in the last couple of competitions. So, yeah, the, the spies yeah, are out. Uh, 
Mark, is there any is there any kind of plan? Can you can you get Pam Moll or anyone around to the house? With our master, I, 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 I was reporting this morning for the league as well, the other, no? There is, is there, because is there the fairness of our sponsors... I go for three in a row, no? Yeah, come on, like. Three in a row, like, yeah. So a lot of, look at the championship, lads, about, is coming. Um, I can't get myself and Larry back in the road again, lads. Come on, like, yeah. come on. Come on now, Bayo. Get Andy Moran. You've got to get Andy Moran. Get Andy Moran again. We'll have to put a bit more than 20 minutes into this one. I suppose they'll have the championship. I'm like the cockfellas now. The championship is the only one that counts. Well, you've, you've, you've kind of 12, 13 days now, Mark. Like, get it, get it right. And yeah. uh, Shane, I know you look at you, you'll be conscious now that a big start isn't everything like uh, for the championship. So, you know. 70 minute game. <laughs> yeah. 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 burst into an early lead. Like, that's it. I should have took my advice I gave to Landers. Most of the lads I picked, they were named net matches. They were probably watching on the Yeah, Yeah, he did give you a bit of that jib there, Mark, the last time he was on the knee. He gave you a bit. He wasn't even in Turles, like He was at home. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if bring on the championship, list. that's all I'll say. TJ, okay, you were with okay. me a couple of weeks ago down the bottom, like. I know. We said we're, we're both championship players, like. Yeah. I was going to say to the list, if, to, if any of these listeners have a tip for Landers, is there any way they can get that information to him before championship? Well, he's all just help him. Pamol. Will, will you be, uh, lads, will you send all messages to Pamol Kahi? Great job, Pamol, <laughs> commentating there uh, yesterday. <laughs> Was listening to you for a bit, so uh, coming up the ranks there in RTE big time. Um, Craig, congratulations, lads. A clear double, lads. I mean, you're right enough, clear for two weeks' time. But look, <laughs> Frank Coote, uh, my neighbor up there in Kimeli, what a great club! And uh, he'll have been obviously having um, likes of Connor Cleary and his team there. Well done, Brino's army, massive score, Brian, uh, 1264 points, Michael Cafferkey. From Mayo, great score. Wasn't much in it, lads. Uh, five points. Brilliant. So, shout out there as well. Uh, Conor Gallagher in third uh, from Ardras. So, you know, they're hurling those places, lads. Better than we do anyway. But uh, Butler's handcrafted hurlies as the prizes will be on the way. We'll get it sorted, myself and Larry, when he gets over the disappointment of being pipped at the line. Uh, there was a lot of Saturdays I was overtaking him. Um, and he was coming back at me on the Sunday. But this time... Despite dropping Kyle Hayes for Dermot Burns and Kyle Hayes gets one one to you like dear little calls, Mark, dear little calls, you've got to get right, Mark. You've got to up your game. Well, lads, um great uh Morn Hurley's just give him a shout out as well. Adrian Morn there in Westmead has come in to say he has prizes for me and also has the famous wooden spoon. So now that there's twenty <laughs> customers waiting to get into Morty Browns below, lads, I better go down, get the port. Hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What about the punters we, we... gasping for a point after a heavy no, weekend? No, like, no. For the cure. <laughs> uh, Estos Marvel Wednesday night has a chance. Jesus, in what the hearts, the hearts, the hearts coming yeah. in. Esther, Estos Marvel. Okay, has a chance. What are you Give saying up. there? Each way, like. That actually wasn't what I was going to say to you at all. Um, you, you probably know it during the week. We lost the great uh, Jay Gale in Cork during the week. Uh, Tommy Lynch, the groundsman in Parky Cueve and Parky Ring for as long as decades is what I would say to you. He's an absolute institution down there. And just to... Um, you know, 
I saw the, the condolences coming in from inter-county managers, inter-county right. referees, clubs, players, you know, um, everybody was universal on their thoughts about Tommy Lynch. Absolute gentleman, um, lovely fella to deal with, always had a smile on his face. Just to give a shout out to his son, Tony, and his daughter, Marion, um, to thank you very much for the loan we got of Tommy uh, and his contribution to Cork GA for over 50 years. There wasn't, um, I'd say a player went by looking for a pair of socks or a pair of shorts or a jersey to be signed or a slipper to be signed. And Tommy Lama said, geez, I don't know of any spare ones. And all of a sudden at the end of training, you might have an old extra jersey in your bag or a slipper or something like that. But that came from Tommy. And I just want to say that he, he was a magnificent guy, universally liked within Cork and outside the county as well. And uh, just uh, uh, condolences on the pad. Tommy and his family. Yeah, just to concord, Mark, I brought I brought Claire there as manager. I went there as care captain and brought the dubs there. And I do you know what we used to call him. We'd we'd be asking him like, um, could we get in? Because we used to train a bit in Cork if we were loud, like you know, and, and in fairness yeah. to the powers that be, I brought the dubs down there. We went down to Castle Martyr for a training camp, and I, Jimmy was the manager at the time, and we little did we know we'd wind up in the all Ireland semi-final meeting each other. And I asked Jimmy, was there any chance of a session in the park on the Sunday? We had trained out in um, who's pitch out Catching there near Castle the Mar- No, no, no. Um, um, in, the, in the road, Nine McCarthy's. Dennis Walsh's. Carry Tool's pitch. What a suede of beautiful green grass. But anyway, uh, Jimmy had arranged for us to get a session on the Sunday uh, in Parky Heave and then bit eat and back to Dublin with the lads and me back to Clare. And uh, he was always, we, I'd be thanking him. And I know Joe Lucknan used to thank him as well. Like, and he was saying, we're all GA. Like, that was his one. We're all GA. You know? And they exactly, said, yeah, Tommy, yeah. we're all GA, Lynch. And uh, it great, great memories of him let, giving me the nod, letting us in. Like, you know, what a great guy. Uh, so, yeah, look, yeah, yeah. Another little piece. I mean, we would have lost Martin Flanagan to Clare. Groundsman, caretaker right. of Cusick Park as well. So, yeah, like, in the Vieras and lots of ways. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah. con- con- concord with your mark very, very well put. Uh, so, um, RIP, Tommy. Thank so, Thanks, Dylan. me, lads. Brilliant stuff, TJ. Before, before we go, Dylan, before we go, give us an old Is this Snapchat a fundraiser and... for some crowd? No, 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 no. <laughs> I was going, this is back to you. I was going to say, give us a snapshot of the week with the punters back and Morty Browns and pulling points and creamy points of Guinness and I know. Kansas yeah. Cider. And we got the winner yeah. for the weekend and never know right. that. So yeah, one just... or two listeners. One or two listeners were asking me, can they rock on there? Just book a table or can they come in? Yeah, no, you couldn't book a table, TJ, because we'd be turning away great people. But there's been tables dragged from everywhere. And I'm expecting a van to pull up one of the days next weekend and take out their own table and stools. And was it loads of space? Like, we have loads of space. Yeah, brilliant response, TJ. And thank all the locks, the people that came out. Kilrush people, Cora Clare, Kilmel, Shannon Gales, here we are. Cool Mean, Kildice Hall. With, loads of visitors from the inner side and people from Shannon everywhere. East Clare, people, God almighty, it was just a, a crazy week, a uh, very, very busy week. Might quieten down this evening, TJ, might sample a drop of that creamy porter that I'm looking at, serving up cold, creamy, oh, I'd say unreal. So never know quality, later on this evening. Quality control, just, that, Yeah, the great um, Steve Cheedy has already sent on a text about maybe landing back, as he'd say, the eight or nine miles, like, you know. It's very, it's very important for the quality control. And I'm sure people... So. People seeking your advice on championship and 
uh, yeah, over the counter yeah, and telling you, where we're, telling you where we're going wrong and all that can't, yeah. can't wait to get you all down there for the pod uh, we, we, we're we doing open air one now it, lo- it turned out lovely Thank, my brother Michal like uh, Michal Murphy would have overseen everything he was the main man I wouldn't have a clue sure. you see the finished product uh, beautiful Michal you know so I know it's been great and you know it's your long may continue outdoor table service bit weird but yeah, I tell you we'll be learning fast like you know and it's easy enough <laughs> sleep by the time you get up from it I put it to that way um no, great, mighty, mighty, and um, great to be back. I think people, I'm often reminded this week of the scene in The Snapper where Sharon Corley had the baby, Georgie Borges's son or daughter, and uh, you remember when the dad went across after she had it, seven pounds, 12 ounces, and he went over and he ordered a pint across the road from the rotunda, and he got the pint up and he was touching it and feeling it and looking at it and wiping down the little bit of dew on the outside of the glass and then he let fly and walloped it the lads I've had lads I had a good friend of mine over from Clarecastle who literally had no pint he was having the missus called in coming from Kiki and he had no pint since the first lockdown and he I'll have a pint of that best Guinness day law he said I've been hearing a bit about it during the week and I said here you go John John Normal great old pal up and he looked at it and he sized it up and he he touched it and he went I said you're like <laughs> Your men of the curlies for the snapper. All right, John. Oh, he said. <laughs> you know, so there you go, lads. Life's simple pleasures yeah. are on the way back. Yeah. Good Grace of boys. Well done, Dale. Well, 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 I tell you to- Supporting all 32 counties through the Alliance Leagues. A grain of rice, a, a, a grain of rice is going to tip the scale. Just remember that, lad. There's a small bit of a needle there. Come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer a monster. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.